0: to She is Becoming. Welcome to the show. We are a podcast of multi-generational women studying God's word dedicated to being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You can find our podcast on all the major podcast platforms and we are on the Minnesota Grace Church app and website. You can and you should follow us on Instagram at She is Becoming Podcast so you can catch our live IGTVs, get free stuff, and so we can pray over you. Well, without further ado, I am your co-host Delaney and I am here in the studio with my co-host Bev.
1: Hey Delaney, I have a question for you today. Oh, it's kind of our signature question. I wonder have what you that been will be. Thinking about it. I know you have. Um, how has God been speaking to you lately? I mean,
0: always like a lot. It's just hard to pick one to like share. Yeah. But I have been going through Jude for the summer now, and I'm going to be continuing in this all summer. And first of all, isn't it so awesome just to like sit in a passage for a really long period of time?
1: And that's not a big passage. <laughs> There's no, only it's, one it's chapter. it's one chapter. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it's great. important, Important. Yeah. And, and a lot of it you have to really think about and study.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like every word... When you when you're in a passage for like a, a long period of time, it's like every word you really get to know that specific word, and you can really meditate on it. And I'm practically memorizing it. I feel like, yeah. um, But I, I feel like this episode has just been is really timely. What we're going to talk about with what God has been saying to me, which is. Um, I really have sensed the Spirit saying that I can be bold in certain areas of my life. Like, it's easy for me to come on this podcast and be bold, like, talking about the Lord. But am I bold in every area of my life? Like, something that Jude talks about, like, um, in his book is saying the necessary thing and sometimes we don't say the necessary thing out of a lack of love and we only say what we want to say really out of a lack of self-control and so i feel like the lord has just been revealing this over and over and over again in my life like that i need to be bold in the way that i talk about him and just the way that i live my life in every area not just in the areas that i choose or maybe the areas that i would say are
1: easier yeah more comfortable totally exactly. more comfortable. oh that's a good word delaney thank you so much for that should I introduce our topic today? You should. This okay, is a good one. It is. Well, you know, sometimes we act like things going on in our society are new. And if you just read history, it it becomes very clear totally. that nothing's new. Even a totally. pandemic and social and, and um, economic issues mm-hmm. It's just one thing after another when you look at even the history of our nation. And then when you look at what's in the Bible, you see similar circumstances happening uh, from what we're going through today. And the phrase we're going to uh, really focus on today is one from 2 Peter 2 1. There were false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. Ominous. (laughs) It is. It is. This is a fact that there are false teachers walking around today. I'm sure it's not surprising to our Mm -hmm. listeners, but we need to be aware because part of the reason they're a false teacher is it's so subtle at times. So today we're going to discuss false teachers, uh, the repercussions of false teaching, how to recognize false teachers, and how to resist falling for false teachers, Mm -hmm. which were all we we all are in in danger of at any moment yeah. so it's really important that we know some of these things and are reminded of them mm-hmm. often sometimes false teachers and false prophets are used to describe the same thing but there's actually two different gifts here teachers and prophets um one commentator said this a prophet is one through whom a revelation is given well, a teacher is one who explains the revelation. Yeah. Makes sense to me. It's good to know that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And now some people have both. The Apostle Paul, I think, is a good example of that. And so Moses, they kind of had both gifting, both offices, if mm-hmm. you would. You know, I'm always a little leery when I hear someone give themselves, give themselves. Yeah. The self-appointed, pause, yeah title of prophet. Yeah,
0: I would agree with you. I think especially being in ministry like we are, I think we can see a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And it even tells us in Jude like that these prophets like relied on like dreams and they made up stuff about God. Like that's dangerous and that's scary. Oh, <laughs> a little wow. Bit.
1: Wow. But y- you have to be made aware, and that's totally. what our whole aim is mm-hmm. today is to equip you listeners to be aware mm-hmm. and that will protect you from this false teachings um here's one example uh, there's a well-known false pro- self-appointed prophet mm-hmm. called paula white and this was on her website in 2019 I prophetically declare and decree deliverance and prosperity are yours in 2019. This is your year to inherit your promised land.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of women would say 2019 was not their best. Um, yeah. A false teacher would take this prophecy and then teach it to their sphere of influence. So we could do a whole episode on false prophets, and that might be someday we'd do that. But today we're really going to stick to false teachers, uh, false teaching, how to recognize that. The Bible is clear about the serious repercussions of false teachers. Let me read a little more from 2 Peter. I'm starting in verse 1, chapter 2. But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. That's our key verse for today. Mm -hmm. They will secretly induce destruction destructive heresies even denying the sovereign lord who brought them who bought them bringing swift destruction on themselves many will follow their depraved conduct and will bring the way of the truth into disrepute oh hmm. spare us lord yeah in their greed these teachers greed it's another trait here mm-hmm. teachers will exploit you with fabricated stories their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping hmm. so there's very very serious warning there um This condemnation was pronounced long ago. In other words, it's not idle. Their destruction does not sleep. It's coming. It's right there. It's a fact. Mm -hmm. This means that God promises swift judgment to on false teachers. They're going to experience the wrath of God, Delaney. It's such a serious thing to Mm -hmm. be a teacher and represent the Lord. Jesus said this in Luke 17, starting in verse 1. Um, Jesus is speaking now to his disciples. Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown in the sea with a millstone tied around their neck rather than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. And that's more than just children. That's one of God's little ones, his children. Uh, causing his people to stumble. That's really, that's intense. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's a picture. And Jesus was, you know, uh, very direct in, in the consequence of that. And then if we continue on in Second Peter and Jude, there are examples in there of swift judgment yeah. on angels who overstep their God-ordained boundaries. Mm-hmm. And today, people can overstep their boundaries and think they can order God and demons in their own power and name. I have witnessed this, Delaney, hmm. and I heard someone call them, these people are like little gods. They think they're sovereign and that all that they say and do is it. Yeah. Um, It can be difficult to discern a false teacher, for sure. I recently read a book, and one particular chapter just was uh, one degree off. Hmm. It wasn't true about God and about his relationship to us and our sin just it it was missing it and i I just thought about it thought about it couldn't always put my finger on it and yet the holy spirit was faithful he helped me to discern where the conflict was yeah it's subtle that's why we need to know doctrine we do we do that's you know you hear doctrine you think oh boring yeah it's not it's not Mm -hmm. it's crucial for all of us but you only understand doctrine as you study the scriptures as, as a serious student yeah so as i thought about about scripture, I realized, you know, what was false in that book. So Delaney, you're going to go on now and take us into some greater detail on how to recognize false teachers. But let me read some more of this from second Peter mm-hmm. and Jude, which are really helpful and will set, you know, your description up really beautifully. So you can highlight what we're saying here. So I'm going to be reading from second Peter two, I'm going to start in verse 10. And verse ten says this is especially true of those who follow the corrupt desire of the flesh and despise authority. So there's are some there's some traits of false teachers. Verse fourteen, with eyes full of adultery, they never stop sinning. They seduce the unstable. That would be those who are don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they are experts in greed. An accursed brood. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bezer, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. These people are springs without water, mist driven by storm, blackest darkness is reserved for them, for their mouth is empty, boastful words, and by appealing to the lustful desires of the flesh, they entice people who are just escaping from those who live in error. They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves of depravity, for people are slaves to whatever has mastered them so delaney how descriptive this is Um, now you have been immersed in this book of jude take us deeper into the description of these false teachers.
0: Yeah, those are some really awesome like characteristics that um, that passage shows us. And it's really important to know what the Bible has to say about about false teachers so that you can see these markers. And we also, at the same time, wanna provide you with like some real life examples of false teaching that's happening today. Um, and a couple of, um, I think, some pretty well-known um, false teachers. So I got these markers of false teachers from 2 Peter 2 and from Jude. And so we really want to encourage you to go read these passages for yourself. And so I took some of these characteristics and I really put them into four main categories that I saw. And there's obviously more, but these are kind of the four ones that really stuck out to me.
1: That's helpful to, you know, break it down I agree. for us. I mm-hmm.
0: agree. And it, I think it'll really help you recognize false teachers and false teachings. So the first category is manipulation. Second um, Peter 2, 3, it says that they will exploit you in their greed with deceptive words. So false teachers will exploit their own greed or they will exploit um, their followers greed in order to further their agenda. I think we often see um, this greed in this agenda as as could be this greed for money, power, more authority. I actually have seen and read about that a lot. And here's a real life example of some manipulation and really bullying too at the same time. So, in preparation for this episode, I listened to Kosti Hen. He's nephew uh, to the renowned false teacher, Benny Hen. And he, he, shared this story on a podcast I was listening to, and he talked about his aunt. She started speaking out against some false teachers in their family, including Benny, and there were others as well, Um, and she got arthritis, and her family attributed her arthritis, 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 arthritis
1: arthritis i have it i know how to say it (laughs) you don't you're too young (laughs) it's
0: a hard word for me um and they said it was because she was speaking out against Uh, god's anointed leaders yeah yeah like that god punished her for speaking out against yeah. the anointed leaders yeah. so this is a form of ma- manipulation For sure. um this is you know trying to like create fear in people that you can't question an earthly leader's authority and and, and if you do that god will punish you
1: Yeah. Oh boy.
0: like let's just think about though how unbiblical that is very you like like we're all like a teachers aren't like above sinning so that yeah that one was really actually hard for me to hear like that that's really yeah wow
1: but you know you, know, you see the manipulation when they promise you this and send money 100%. and then you'll get this and you know they're telling you you're sick because you're a sinner you know mm-hmm. because you've got sin in your life if you really had faith you could be healed I mean you hear it.
0: There's a ton, a ton of manipulation going on. And in a lot of cases, there's a lot of abuse. A, there a, can be a lot of abuse. The second category that we see, which in my opinion, this is the number one marker of a false teacher, is anti-biblical. True. Anti-biblical. The Bible says that they bring destructive heresies, blaspheme truth and everything you hear needs to be examined against the word of God period like you need to examine even what Bev and I are saying right now like you need to go home and read these passages for yourself like you cannot just follow us blindly and this is also a word I have I feel like for my generation especially is that Instagram preachers cannot be your biblical authority
1: or podcasters
0: or podcasters Mm -hmm. and cannot be the only means by which you learn doctrine or about God's word. The scriptures are your authority and the Holy spirit is your ultimate teacher. And so sometimes I know that we go to Instagram and we get these little clips and we're not always getting the full story of a passage or we could be getting something that's false and we're, and we're following this teacher and so we're just trusting what they say because they have a big influence or a big platform or whatever it is. And we're not seeing what the Bible has to say about that. And that's really dangerous. Well,
1: it's getting, uh, your food your spiritual food the easy way right it's really being spoon fed as we used to say yeah Yeah. and so Mm -hmm. that's
0: why it's like this stunning and knowing god's word is like so important and if and if you also go to a place where they don't prioritize that or they don't see the importance of that that should be a red flag for you absolutely and so i also think that there is a real there's a slippery slope between all this like applicational motivational teaching and between false teaching I actually heard someone say that this is where it starts. So we know that if the word, we know that the word of God is living and active, it's sharper than any double-edged sword, which means that the word pierces your heart and your soul. So therefore, like my convictions in the way that I live need to be informed by the word of God. So if you listen to teachers who are all application and aren't interpreting the word, that's a problem because you're not being convicted in the same way that the word would convict the you. The word has
1: a power that our own language doesn't. It doesn't. And then the the chances of error and following their own thoughts mm-hmm. is very that's dangerous. And, and you it just had God's yeah,
0: thoughts. It's such a slippery you know, like it's right, such a it slippery is. slope. And we're also not saying that everyone is a false teacher. Um, you need to have some discernment with that, but it's really, it's a fine line. It is. It's a fine line. Um, and so these are also some examples that we wanted to give you of outright unbiblical teaching um, stuff. Like for instance, there is more than one way to get to heaven. Jesus is not God. There is no God. Jesus wasn't born of a virgin. Um, you, you need good works to get into heaven. There is no hell, which I hear that one a lot actually. Um, and so teachers also, teachers who make like, if then promises, like they are from God, like, like you said, if you give us money, then you will be heal- healed, yeah. like, etc. The The list could go on. If you hear a teaching like that, you're not sure about, like you need to ask yourself these questions, especially around these if then promises that aren't from God. What's the end goal of this teaching? Is it salvation or do they do? Are they trying to promise you like a new spiritual awakening? Um, what is trying to be achieved here? Like, is the end goal prosperity, hope, happiness, or is it holiness and bringing God glory?
1: Mm, that's good.
0: You know what I mean. And I also feel like this is the way that the devil tries to like undermine Christ's divinity is like through these false teachings. Like, if you don't believe that Jesus wasn't born of a virgin, like that undermines a huge part of the gospel. So this is also why we need to be aware of these things. Um, another big category. Is secretive. Descriptions of false teachers often include crept in unnoticed, secretly bring in destructive heresies, many will follow, hidden reefs in your love feast which means that they'll cause division in your brotherly love. And then the famous one, Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Yeah. And so the method of infiltration from false teachers is secretive, but the message is bold. And we see this in Second 2 Peter 2.10, bold, arrogant people. They do not tremble when they blaspheme the glorious ones. And then also a word for this whole like many will follow um, often allows false teachers to really operate like under the radar. Like they can operate secretly and kind of successfully sometimes. So we need to keep this in mind that like influence doesn't equal truth. Numbers don't equal bearing fruit. A stadium packed full of people doesn't mean that the kingdom of God is advancing. And the personal life of a false teacher really reveals a lot about who they are. And I also feel like in this episode, we've already started to allude to the prosperity gospel because it's it's really a secretive really secretive destructive heresy um it's not always as outright as some of the other false teachings but what prosperity gospel does is it's like a half truth like they'll be like god wants to heal you and then they'll make a promise Mm -hmm. and so they say half truth things about god and then they make a promise like speaking for god And so that's something that we really need to be aware of and then the fourth category which i totally made up this word um, I'm pretty sure, but it's called, I call it tramplers.
1: Say it again. Tramplers. Okay. Okay. So somebody who's trampling. Trampling. Mm-hmm. It's
0: probably a made up word, um, but it's okay. Go with it. It fits. Go with it. Yeah, it works. Um, so false teachers trample on the grace of God. I mean, you just read that passage, Bev, where it says yeah. they deny the master who bought them. That that really like frustrates me. And I know that we can all do this. Like we all have these times where we are just living disobediently. Um, But there's a difference between like your desire for obedience and your desire. Like, do you want to be obedient? Like we all are sinners, but do I really like hate my sin? Like that's, I think, a big distinction here. So they deny the master who bought them. They pervert the grace of God with sensuality. They are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loud mouth boasters. They show favoritism to gain advantage advantage and this is jude 4 and 16. and so boasting in your salvation actually i didn't recognize this but that's a part of false teaching like that you worked your way to get salvation is false teaching that is not true of
1: course ephesians 2 you know so that it's by the grace of god so that no man may boast
0: right yeah and so that's that's false teaching anyone who's trying to get you to like gain something to have better access to God. I mean, this is false teaching. And so you don't understand the grace of God. If you live your life trampling on it, denying the master who bought you is trampling on God's grace. Like Jesus paid for your life. Yes. And we're just trampling on that. Like that's just, it's hard to Mm -hmm. wrap your mind around. And Mm -hmm. I know that we all are sinners and we all do that, but I know that there are certain false teachers out there who this is the st- this is their story of their life. It is. Yeah.
1: Well, I think it's important to make a little bit of a distinction here how there are Times when we can um, have different biblical interpretations, yes. but it doesn't mean that one is false and one is true. Yes, um, there are issues that we all know about that um, have two views to them, right. and we we agree in love to disagree with fellow uh, believers. And a lot of those, uh, I'm just going to give you a few examples of those. Here's here's a false teaching. I'm opening a portal for your glory. For I your... heard that this is just over the top for your glory hello um when someone makes these empty promises that that clearly is false teaching and that's kind of easier to spot um or i can have sex with my boyfriend and ask for forgiveness later you know you you people they may not say it but they believe that Mm -hmm. and they act on that that's really a heresy um it's not a difference yeah. of interpretation. It's called grace abuse. That's the mm-hmm. way I called it. You I've call it. I call it permissive trampling. grace. Yeah, yeah too. Mm-hmm. I, I like the word abuse in there.
0: I agree with you. Yeah. And I know that we've all like, We all are guilty of this. Like, I remember thinking very similar thoughts before. Yeah. So let's recognize it for what it is.
1: Yeah. Like, you're
0: believing a false teaching.
1: Yeah, it really is. Now, here's some areas where we can differ within the body of Christ. Predestination Mm -hmm. versus free will. There can be several interpretations of this. And this debate has been going on throughout church history. We're not going to, you know, decide it, you know, in one podcast or something. So in cases like this, sometimes this is where we just agree to disagree baptism is another area where Mm -hmm. Christians can agree to disagree. It doesn't mean that one's in heresy and one's not. Sometimes we can infight so much about these differences in an unloving way that it actually works against the body of Christ. So Mm -hmm. beware of that. Um, Adding to what you do to be saved Adding hoops is heresy. Mm-hmm. Uh, religious requirements, messing with the simple message of the gospel should send off alarms. Yeah. That's the core we cannot compromise on. Right. That Jesus Christ, Son of God, divine Son of God, came into the world to save sinners. I am the first of sinners. I'm a sinner. And he died my punishment on the cross rose again to show us that God accepted that sacrifice, that punishment on my behalf, and then shows us that we can have eternal life with God forever in eternity. If any of those points are compromised on, mm-hmm. you have false teaching.
0: Yeah, and I feel like we see a lot of false teaching with the sign gifts, Um you know, prophecy, tongues. I can't think of any other sign gifts at the top of my head um, because people will like promise that you'll gain
1: like more authority and more like access to God. Yeah, and you know, people kind of crave that thing. Mm-hmm. There's something in us sinners. I mean, like why do people go to the Ouija board or astrology? Yeah. I mean, there's something in us that even in the church, we, we want to have people give us the inside word. Yeah. And honestly, open your Bible
0: we want to yeah side word yeah I, I I yeah and we want to we want to like walk around like we have more spiritual authority right than our other brothers and sisters in Christ um I see this and too, like a lot with like anointing like I always see people like saying that like because God has anointed a leader that somehow this leader has um knows more than you like or has more access to God than you I mean you know just that kind of stuff where yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like those sign gifts people can really like push
1: so tell us more about why this is happening so much delaney
0: yeah. So, And
1: how to resist these kind of teachers and recognize
0: them. Yeah, I think res- yeah, resisting is huge. Um, so 1 Timothy 4.16, which is a, passage, a verse that I've been really studying a lot lately, says, Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers.
1: You know, Delaney, I, I've prayed this. This is the verse I have for my son who's a pastor.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean it's written. It's yeah.
1: masters. Watch your life and your doctrine closely.
0: Yeah. And it and I like that it doesn't just say doctrine. No. Because a huge part, I mean, the reality of what you believe about doctrine is is, is proved in the way you live your life. Right.
1: It's, your life even speaks louder. Totally. Talk so is it's, cheap. they're they're coupled together. They are. This, and this is such a great verse. I'm oh, so glad it's you amazing. highlight that.
0: I love this verse. And so part of the way that we resist false teaching is um, knowing doctrine, being in our, mm-hmm. being in the word, um, how we live our life, and then contending for the faith. This is really what the book of Jude is all about, is like how to contend for the faith. Um, and the blood of the martyrs testifies to the importance of contending for the faith. I actually heard this in a sermon, and I just loved it so much. Um, so I'll just give you a couple of martyrs who literally like, have died because of the importance of doctrine. So it's John Rogers, John Hooper, Roland Taylor, Robert Farrar, John Bradford, Nicholas Ridley, Hugh Latimer, and Thomas Cranmer were burned at the stake
1: wow.
0: for saying that Jesus's body wasn't in the Eucharist, Eucharist, which is the consecrated elements of the last Supper. Like this is how important doctrine is. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is important, like that they would die for
1: this so many and it's still going on today
0: yeah and and this doctrine really undermines um really like the divinity of christ like him dying on the cross so this is important But this is just shows you like how important it is to contend for the faith. And so Jude, which is um, who's Jesus brother, he writes a letter also emphasizing the importance of contending by saying, beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you appealing to write appealing to you to contend for the faith. There's That, That
1: phrase. Great.
0: Yep. That was once delivered for all the saints. So this is where I'm getting this necessary thing from that we talked about at the beginning. So Jude wrote the necessary hard thing. He wanted to talk about salvation, which is amazing to talk about. But it was like, it's like this urgency. Like he needed to contend for the faith. And so he had to write this letter. And so contending, I think we can get this kind of stigma around contending. Like we're really argumentative and like we need to fight with people on the street. Like we need to like, you know, be arrogant and play devil devil's advocate. But really, Contending is not a lack of love. In fact, it is a trait of love. It is a marker of someone's concern for you and your position. But the way that you can, the way that you can contend can be unloving, but contending in and of itself is an act of love. And that's why in Jude, before Jude talks about contending for the faith, he says, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied in you. So before you even contend, this is where you need to be at. Like you need to be merciful, peaceful, loving. And so that's how we need to be contending. And then also it talks about, um, in this passage, persevere in contending and preparing to contend. So Jude 21 through 23 says, But beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To, sh- to others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by flesh. So if you look like at the verbs in in this passage, building, praying, keeping, waiting, saving, having mercy, hating, it's build your faith. That's what it's saying. Build your faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep being in the love of God. So God's love enables our love. And it also reminds you who you are, that you are beloved. Be merciful to others. Continue to preach the gospel.
1: Yeah. Re- constant reminder of what is true. Continue. Yeah. That, that is what defeats what is not true.
0: Exactly. And and to hate sin. Mm-hmm. Like be compassionate, but be convicted. Mm-hmm. You can be you can be both at the same time. And that's who we need to be. Um. So that's that's just a little bit about resisting. Um, And contending for the faith, but getting into some of these why things, this was very interesting to me. And I know that you have heard this verse, these verses, Bev, but this is one of my faves is second Timothy four, three through four. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths.
1: Such a great picture. The itching ears. You know, we want to hear what we want to hear. Because we want to justify how we're living. Yeah.
0: And when you don't know the word... It's yeah. easy to be fooled because yes. Satan knows the word. He knows how to pervert it. Yes. And so it is like, we want to hear what we want to hear. I think sometimes the Bible challenges us. Well, I mean, I know it challenges us and it convicts us and we get tired of that. And so we just go to what's easy to hear and easy believism that mm-hmm. we can just, we can just do that instead, instead of dying to ourselves, we go to something easy. Yeah. And so I think that's why, partly why people abandon, um, doctrine is like, and go to false teaching is because they don't, you know, it's, it's itching hard. ears.
1: what they want to hear. They, hear they want to hear that. Yeah,
0: totally. And then there's this whole concept of like you centered theology, mm-hmm. um, which is, I think, what a lot of times these itching ears turn to. Mm-hmm. So you centered theology oftentimes turns scripture from being about God to being about you. And I heard a teacher once say this about that. They said that you miss God when you are so focused on yourself
1: you do. And that's why whenever you're reading a passage, ask yourself what's true about God here right. before what's true about me here. Mm-hmm. First, what's true about God and then how does that affect me?
0: Totally. And that that informs you about who you mm-hmm. are is God. It's not right. like
1: it's not like my thoughts about God. It's who God is informs me who I am. Right. Even the Lord's prayer our God who aren't in heaven, mm-hmm. hallowed be thy name. It starts with God and who he is. Yes.
0: Yes. And so this use centered theology is, I think where a lot of the times our itching ears turn to, but also like use centered teaching or like, um, just, just a teacher's own thoughts and opinions, not what the word is saying. Um, that's really dangerous. And, and, and scripture says that the Bible is God breathed and it's not divinely inspired by me. Mm-hmm. And so that's just what it comes down to is what does scripture say about itself? It says that it's, God breathe. And so this is really like, this is sin because it's, it's self-centered and it's idolatry. Mm -hmm. Like you're putting yourself before God. And so false teachers are deceivers, but it's also good to keep in mind that it is very possible that they themselves are deceived.
1: Yeah, truly. It is very possible. and most likely, they might not be even God's child. They have not been born again.
0: And, and some of these passages say that, that yeah. long, ado- long ago, like, condemnation was already, like, marked out for them. Right, right. Uh, um, and so this is also why, like, Jude, at the end of his letter, he tells us to have mercy on some and to snatch them out of the fire. Yeah. Because some really are being deceived. right. Right. so we need to keep that in mind too that, mm-hmm. that we are contending but I'm also looking for opportunities to share the
1: gospel with right. you right again go back to what's true yeah and, and so this is all like
0: how we contend matters too because like if you aren't saved if you aren't saved, like how I how I explain this to you and how I treat you really matters.
1: It does. Like it I want to
0: lead you to the Lord, to like the truth. Yes, about
1: Christ, about the who God is. Yeah. You know?
0: So how we contend is also of uh, an eternal significance as it well.
1: Is, it is. It is much wisdom needed, much power of the Holy Spirit, discernment, mm-hmm. thinking, praying. Yes, praying for these people who have been deceived. Mm-hmm. Well, let's close kind of today talking about just some modern-day false teaching examples and things to look out for. Mm -hmm. This has to be practical for us. So a false teacher has a lot of markers of a fool, like we talked about Hmm. in the previous episode. So if you haven't heard that, go back to that. They promise these unrealistic Outcomes example: If you receive Christ, then you will have financial prosperity, and you give to the Lord's work here at our church, uh, then you will have you know everything that your heart desires. More favor, yeah, more yeah. love, yeah. Um, another example of false teaching that that would be the prosperity gospel. It can be so subtle, though. You have to be careful. But they may not be as overt as mm-hmm. saying, you know, give us your money. Um, uh, if you receive Christ, then you'll have that financial prosperity. That that is just selling the gospel is what mm-hmm. that is. And then we talked about permissive grace, uh, grace abuse. We've talked about a little bit about this social go- uh, gospel as well. We can forsake the gospel and think it's all about you know. There's no need for repentance. Just help the poor and the needy and get on the latest bandwagon mm-hmm. that's going on in your society's issues. Right. And we lose our uh, our main. Thing. Yeah, they're replacing the gospel with something else, right? And we and know- not that that's not important. Yeah, but you of can't course. Forsake the gospel totally because it's the gospel that gives you that life direction mm-hmm. to have social justice for people and wanting that. And what's more, you know, the gospel is the root of having mm-hmm. um, a good social society. So you can't go for one and forsake the other. And mm-hmm. it's tempting because things, you know, events seem to push us that way uh, over and over again. Mm-hmm. Also, you'll hear a, a, a false teacher undermine the integrity of Scripture. Uh, the, listen to this carefully. Well, now today, for today's people, that was then. This is now. Yeah. And so we interpret these differently. Huge. Now there's a new interpretation here. Mm-hmm. Watch out for new interpretations. What happens is we try to take the Bible and make it match our own worldview. Totally. Dangerous. Dangerous
0: jude jude talks about this that the the false teachers in jude they were having dreams that were not from the lord and they were they were saying new things from god right like that god had never said or promoted and mm-hmm. and they really and they promoted licentiousness yes and so honestly like i feel like false teachers don't hate the things that god hates they perpetuate them yeah they perpetuate like sinfulness they perpetuate like things that just aren't about God like they, they promote self instead of like laying down your cross
1: yeah even even turmoil and hatred and mm-hmm. uh, you know things like that can be stirred up when, when you start looking to the worldview before your biblical worldview right so we always need to start with the biblical worldview and filter today's worldview through not the other way around and I yeah. think your, your father Pastor Troy has really mm-hmm. done a great job on For helping sure. us to see the difference of that through this period yeah Also, false teachers diminish who God is, like his sovereignty. Mm -hmm. A false teacher will deny that divinity of Christ or change the gospel in some way. False teachers like to demand behavior and support um, works-based faith. Mm -hmm. You know, um, (laughs) the Pharisees of Jesus's day were doing this. Jesus said to them, you know, you, you Pharisees are today tying heavy burdens on people that they themselves couldn't do. And that's from Matthew 23. So, what's our challenge here? What's the point here? First of all, we must not let today's events and culture take us off the rails of God's Word. Amen. When we leave God's Word, we leave truth mm-hmm. and we leave ourselves open to every um, false teacher and false truth. Our challenge today is to be discerning, evaluate everything you hear by God's Word. Also contend. Speak the truth in love. Mm-hmm. Pray for eyes to be open to God's truth. Always have your radar up. When you're reading a book, listening to a podcast, listening to a sermon, whatever it is, have that radar up. Be be discerning. And can I challenge those of us who teach mm-hmm. as we leave? Yeah. It can be a very scary thing to teach. It's a huge responsibility, mm-hmm. and we're going to be held accountable to that, according to James. If you are unsure about saying something, don't say it. Mm. And after all my years of teaching, that's my motto. If Mm -hmm. I'm unclear about it or not sure, don't say it.
0: Yeah, because sometimes like as we're reading the word, we try and push connections that aren't
1: there. Right. We are all guilty of this. Right, right. So just be careful. Even sharing personal stories or a joke or something, if you're questioning it, ditch it. Yeah. Um, check with other Bible scholars who hold the Bible as the very Word of God. Use teaching to draw people to our great Savior, not to you. Hmm. Keep Christ the star, yes, always be on guard for pride. False teachers are prideful yeah that's, that's yeah
0: that's good. Will you pray for us? I will
1: heavenly Father. This is such a sobering topic of false teachers. Help us to be discerning, Lord, to have the eyes of the Holy Spirit, and that that flag would go up when we're when we're not when we're hearing something that does not line up with Scripture. Help us, Father, to be influenced by Your Word and not the world view of the day. Mm-hmm. The only way we're going to be a blessing to to those in the world today is if we know and understand true doctrine, what God has really said, and live by it. That's when we're the most effective person to make a difference in this world today. So, Lord, and those of us who teach, Lord, it's sobering and I swallow hard. And I just say, have mercy on me. And if I've ever said anything false, Lord, have Him forget it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a teacher's <laughs> prayer for you right there. So, Lord, thank you for this time together with our listeners
0: amen 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 well it was great to be with you sisters join us in two mondays on she is becoming